Are you sitting in a space where you are struggling with anxiety? Do you feel like a prisoner to the cycles of depression? Do you feel stuck in your own life and feel frustrated and lost, but yet you know there is so much more on the other side of this mental breakdown? I want to hold your hand through this therapeutic life healing journey. I will help you navigate emotional healing, spiritual growth, and taking massive action so you can align your mind, body, and spirit to completely transforming your life. You are worthy of the life of your dreams, of stepping into your power and experiencing your breakdown as your breakthrough. Hey, I'm Adi. I'm your therapist, your coach, your mentor. Join me as we heal your life together. Welcome back to Therapeutic Life Healing with Adi. I'm so excited for y'all to get to meet Micah Evangelista. She is an inner child healing coach and founder of Tadhana Creative Coaching. And she specifically works with daughters of immigrants and working with inner child wounds and bringing them to surface and unpacking them and doing that healing and growth work. And I'm so excited that she's here on the podcast and we'll get to hear all about her amazing story and the work that she does in the world. Welcome to the podcast, Micah. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to be a guest on this podcast. (laughs) Yes, I've been waiting for you to be here and I'm so excited to just dive in. Can you introduce yourself, Micah, to folks who are listening and just share a little bit about what you do and your why Um, and off record, like just even hearing a little bit about what Tadhana means to you was so inspiring. So if you can share with folks a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So as you said, I am an inner child healing coach. I work with daughters of immigrants um, and I specifically work with daughters of immigrants and women of color because I myself am a daughter of immigrants. Um, and the work that I do really stems from how I grew up, right? It's how I grew up as a daughter of immigrant, going through the motions of having to grow up fast, having to handle everything in the family at such a young age and realizing that I wasn't getting the support that I needed from the therapist that I had um, because they, you know, they were, you know, white, this women who didn't really understand how it felt to be a person of color, to be a daughter of immigrant. And it just felt kind of awkward talking about my experiences with them and not being able to relate to some of the problems that I have and the pain points that I have. So I really made it an effort to create a space and a community for daughters of immigrants and women of color to fully be transparent with the problems that they are facing in their families, uh, with their families, with their parents, with themselves, and, you know, make it an effort to try and help them heal their inner child. And with the Tana Creative Coaching, I started business around um, December 2020, and I decided to name my business the Tana Creative Coaching uh, because my background is Filipino-American. And I wanted to pay it as a tribute to my ancestors, to where I came from, to my background, because Tadhana means destiny. And I really want to make it an effort for all my clients and for anyone who, who I come across to know that you are the creator of your own destiny. You are the decision maker of your own self of your dreams, you make it happen. And so really making a point to say, you know, Tatana, you create that, your destiny. Um, it's just all why I made Tatana Creative Coaching. 
That's so beautiful. I love that you incorporate your ancestry and your culture into your business. Like, I think that's so dope, like to have that intentional why as you create and provide services. And, you know, I identify as a daughter of immigrant and an immigrant myself and everything that you shared, I feel like just super resonated with me, which is why I was so excited to have you on the show. And you know, being a therapist, like I do a lot of inner child work. And I think it does take a lived experience to understand, to work with someone who identifies as a person of color and as an immigrant to know a little bit of like what that's like on a personal level to then help support and facilitate healing. So I love that you're targeting specifically women who identify as an immigrant themselves or a daughter of immigrant. So can you share a little bit about, we talk about inner child work and for, for many folks, this might be the first time they're hearing about that. So what is your definition of inner child work and how can it help women on their healing journey? And especially considering like a, a daughter of immigrant, what would that, what does that definition look like to you? So inner child work, Um, within itself, it is a self-healing tool to really heal from old patterns, old wounds, old limiting beliefs, and some of the trauma that we've experienced as children. And it's really a universal thing, right? So it's not just for daughters of immigrants, but it's for, I truly believe it is for everyone, because in some way, shape, or form, we hold some trauma or some painful experiences from our childhoods that we've subconsciously brought back to our adult lives, right? Um, And so inner child work and inner child healing helps with that because when you're able to connect with your inner being, with your inner child, you're able to unveil the parts of yourself that you've forgotten or you've hidden so deeply because of something so painful that has happened. And you're able to pour love into those parts that you haven't healed yet. Once you do that, you break through the patterns that have held you back for so long from doing things that Um, you know, you've always wanted to do and the feelings of not feeling good enough or not feeling worthy. And you're able to reclaim yourself in your adult life and say, no, I am good enough. I am worthy. I can, and I will do that because you've done the work to meet the need of your younger self. Right. And for inner child work for daughters of immigrants specifically, it doesn't look too different from the universal inner child healing work, but It's something that is very needed for women like us, right? Immigrant women like us, immigrant individuals, because of the unique trauma that we've all faced growing up. So every story is different. Every situation is unique, but it makes this profound impact because of the way that we were brought up. Our families immigrated here from a different country and not knowing every single thing, right? They They brought back our culture and the practices that they were taught, but it also brought about the traumas that they faced by being here and while getting here. And this affected the way that we as daughters of immigrants grew up, because as the first in our family to really grow up in this country, we had to navigate the world kind of alone. We we grew up so fast to either take care of our families or our siblings while our parents worked long hours or we had to take care of the finances and quote unquote, like grown up stuff due to language barriers or cultural differences or other restrictions. And doing all of this as a child shapes the way that we grew up. We not only grew up so fast, but we ended up 
you know, going through with wanting to help our families to the point where we no longer knew how to help ourselves. And that's kind of the work that we do with immigrant children, with daughters of immigrant inner child healing, that our personalities in a way was merged with being super empathetic and giving to our families, that we gave everything that we thought that they wanted and needed, whether it was getting a degree that we didn't really, you know, go along with that might not have spoken to us, right? Because we wanted that approval from them, leading to the affection that we got from them. But then this led to the unhappiness that we brought with us all grown up, wishing that we had done something differently. But then there's this energetic block that's holding us back from getting there. So that's kind of the work for inner child healing work with Daughters of Immigrants. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's so important to even think about like what you said, like it, our experiences are, there's a lot of similarities and it's also individual in the, in the sense of like me and my sister, like we have different experiences. Like we both have inner child work to do and her, our age gap is so different. Like you had said, like, you know, what it was like for us growing up so fast in different ways. Like her being the oldest, she had to take care, help my parents take care of me and my other sister and her being the oldest and versus like me, I'm the youngest. So we both have our wounds to like heal and face. Like even to this day, it's like perfectionism stands out, like feeling worthy. Like there's so much, I think as like being daughters of immigrants is like this, like sense of like, I have to do, do, do. There's like a a connection to like feeling worthy through an outcome through like a performance or some sort of like res- end result. And so that's constantly having to remind myself, no, I don't have to do that to feel worthy. Like I'm worthy because of just who I am. And so are th- even different experiences from different siblings. Uh, just having that conversation is so important. Michael, what does that look like on a daily basis? So you know, not feeling worthy. Um, What's an example, like the women that you work with on a regular kind of day-to-day, how do you see that show up for a daughter of immigrant? And what, what was something that someone can do to start like healing that wound of worthiness? Right. So a lot of the clients that I do have, a lot of the women that I do serve do have those feelings of feeling like they're unworthy, feeling like they don't have a right to even go through this healing journey in the first place. They deal with a lot of the guilt and with a lot of the shame of feeling like they are shaming their families by taking care of themselves, by by really just going through this healing work. And it all stems from feeling unworthy that they aren't able to get this done. And so a lot of the things that we work through together is going to the root of the problem, right? How did you come up with that feeling of feeling that unworthiness? Where did it stem from? Where in your childhood did that come from? How are we going to be able to talk to your inner child to tell her that she is worthy of everything? And how are we going to come up with things that you truly do believe in, right? And I have a client who I've worked with for about three months now. And um, when we started doing affirmations together, she didn't believe it at all. Uh, she had such a hard time with believing the affirmations of, you know, I am, a, I am worthy, I am amazing, I am all of these things because she didn't truly believe it. And so what we did was we really unpacked it 
we really took that statement apart. We said, okay, where did this stem from? How does this really make me feel? Who made me feel this way? What are these thoughts? Where did they come from? And how can I talk to myself to tell myself that it is okay to feel this way? You sit in those emotions of feeling unworthiness, and then you unpack that for yourself. You say, okay, I allow myself to feel sad. I allow myself to feel guilty for doing this. But then how am I going to be able to pour love into myself? And so a technique that, you know, we do together is really just reparenting, right? And so um, kind of specifically what I do with my clients at the first and foremost thing that we do is going back into meditation and to meeting your inner child, to remembering what she sounded like, what she loved, how she felt um, about certain situations, you know, the, the movies she loved food that she liked to eat, all of that stuff. We remember who we were as children, what we like to do. And we go back into meditation and we go back into ourselves and we put her into a safe space. And we tell her that we love her. You know, I love you. I hear you. I know you had to suppress some of your emotions growing up and really taking the role as that parental figure for yourself and saying, okay, you no longer need to do that because we're adults now and that I can take care of you and I have the ability to take care of you. I can give you the love you didn't feel like you deserved. I can give you the love that you didn't feel worthy of because you are worthy because I love you. You pour love into yourself and it really comes down to that. And it's really about reparenting, taking back that role and reclaiming that for yourself. It's so powerful. That's thank you for that example. I think that's like taking like the, the practical, like you hear like, Oh, when you hear someone saying like, I feel unworthy, like, but what does that look like on a day to day? How does it show up in, in your at work? How is it showing up in your relationships? How is it showing up even your relationship with yourself? Like when we think of like a common experience for daughters of immigrants too, it's like, and women in general, I think you know, constantly putting other people first and like their needs and like your last to maybe fulfill what you need and like self-care can seem selfish. Yeah. Is that something that you, uh, you and maybe your clients, uh, a common experience you've seen? Yes, 100%. I like to say that a lot of the people I work with and as daughters of immigrants, we're like natural born empaths, right? Because we are able to feel all of the emotions around us. And by doing so, we put them first because we can feel the emotions that they're feeling and we can feel how sad they are. And we want to put them first, only realizing that we've taken parts of ourselves and poured them into other people that we don't know where to find that energy from anymore. And that does show up in our everyday lives, whether it comes from work and working the nine to five and doing every single thing that your boss asks you for until you work these long dragged hours because you want to show that you're good enough to do this or in your relationships, right? And I'm in a long-term relationship, right? I'm in a long-term relationship of five years and I noticed myself seeking validation from my partner and seeking this approval from my partner because of the emotions that I would feel coming from my partner to me. And I realized that that stemmed from me growing up in this immigrant family of wanting their approval, wanting their affection. And I had to take a step back and I had to say, okay, 
how can I give myself this love? How can I not seek this type of affection that can drag into this unhealthy, toxic relationship? And how can I just pour it into myself, right? So it does, you know, show up into our everyday lives with what we do and how we present ourselves in our work and our relationships and in our friendships. And even to the point where we still look at our families and we can't make decisions unless we have their approval. And once we don't, we feel as if, you know, if we don't have their blessing, we can't do it. We can't do it. We can't make our own decisions. And it affects the way we live our adult lives. We still feel like that little kid that we need that approval. And it is profound in Daughters of Immigrants because all we want to do is make them proud. And all we want to do is help them because we've seen their struggles growing up. But we need to remember that we are responsible for our own healing journeys, just as they are responsible for their own healing journeys as well. But we have to put our mental health first. And just because we put our mental health first doesn't mean we don't love them any less. We love them, but we need to love ourselves and put ourselves first too. Absolutely. Yeah. One of my favorite ways that I've been working on, like even the guilt that comes with putting your self-care and your needs first is something I still feel bad about, right? Like that guilt. I don't know that if you're a daughter of immigrant ever goes away, but I think what has helped me is just allowing that to just be okay and to give it permission that like, it's okay for me to not answer my phone and like go do me for a few hours and like whatever anyone needs for me can wait. And like that constant reminder or like feeling guilty for saying no to going to some like family function or like some event or doing something for even a friend. It's like sitting with the, to- like tolerating that guilt. Cause I think we feel guilt on like another level. It feels paralyzing. And I think for the longest until I wasn't, until I became aware how paralyzing it was, I didn't realize how much it was affecting me to want to please and like put people first. And, you know, there's this natural, like, I think value I have that I want people to feel good. Like I, I do value that, but it was coming at the expense of my own self. And that's what I started to wake up to and be like, Oh, that's not okay. Like I can't, you know, that resentment started to come out and it was like, whose fault is this? It's mine. Like I'm allowing this to continue. And who told me I can't go take a few hours or a weekend to myself. Like I'm the one doing that to me. So this is the work that has, you know, really transformed and changed my own healing journey. What about you, Micah? Like what is one way that you have found to be like really profound or significant in your life in like healing uh, your inner child wounds and a fun way that you continue to kind of like do that work with yourself? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. I totally relate to everything that you just said because I was in that similar experience too, except a little bit different. Um, A little over a year ago, um, I had a business, right? I had a different business. I was a web designer, you know, for holistic and wellness websites and businesses to create their websites and mobile applications. I mean, I thought that that was exactly what I wanted because that's what I graduated for. Um, And I thought, you know, my parents always instilled in me that whatever you graduate for, that's exactly what you do for the rest of your life. And so when I created my business and I knew that I wanted to create my own business and I did this, I started realizing that that was no longer what I wanted. I I didn't feel like I was aligned to the work that I was doing. 
And I started falling and I started procrastinating. I started dropping my clients. I started saying, hey, I'm sorry, I can't do this because it was crippling. And it was not just, you know, not feeling aligned to it, but it was the guilt of not feeling aligned to it. I felt so incredibly guilty that there was no, this, this business was no longer something that I had wanted for myself that I completely was paralyzed. I couldn't do anything anymore. I felt like that was it. I thought that was the end of the line for me. And, you know, I really felt like life would be so much different if I had lived a different life. And when I started realizing that I didn't want the life that I lived anymore, I had to really take a step back again. And I had to say, okay, but what life do I want to live? And where did this come from? Where did this stem from? And I had hopped on to, you know, therapy after that. And I really took, you know, a step into healing my inner child. That's when I realized that the things that I was going through right there were things that I was taught. And it's okay. You know, I had to be okay with the fact that the things that I was taught may not, may no longer be things that I align with as an adult. They may no longer be things that I do believe in. And that's okay because I can formulate my own beliefs and I can start creating the life that I want. And so, I decided that I would put my inner child first, that I would put myself first. Um, and I started with, you know, meditating first and then talking to my inner child. And then I started progressing into asking myself, okay, you know, my weekends, I never really liked my weekends. I hated Sundays because I knew that Mondays were, you know, the start of a new work week or a new school week. Now that I feel kind of in tune with myself, how can I spend my weekends honoring what I truly want to do? And it was really hard. It was so hard trying to find out what I wanted to do, how to celebrate myself, you know, because for all my life, I had just been pleasing other people. I, I knew what everyone else wanted. I knew what everyone else wanted to do on their weekends, what they loved to do, but I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I, it was hard for me to find that. But once I really remembered how it felt to do art, how it felt to just ride a bike, how it felt to just like walk. I realized that I would spend my Sundays and instead of waking up on Sundays feeling so dreadful that the, the world was, you know, starting up again on Monday, I spent my Sundays and I still do to this day. I spend my Sundays really trying to make sure I'm honoring myself by doing something that I have always wanted to do as a kid whether it was like going to an amusement park with my partner and I didn't really like going on roller coasters as well. So it was like, okay, maybe I'll just go on a roller coaster today. Maybe we'll make plans to go to an amusement park and that completely honored my inner child. Or it was riding the bike across the city because I, I was never allowed to ride my bike as a child because, you know, my parents were very protective. They didn't want me to just go and scrape my knee or anything of that nature. And so you know, my mom also doesn't know how to ride a bike, but um, whether it was like learning to ride a bike or, or going and doing that or going to the beach and, and just really cleansing myself there. So that's something that I love to do. It's something that's so fun for me to do. It's just really taking a day that I completely hated growing up and just turning it into a day where I can honor myself and do things that I've always wanted to do as a child. And it really keeps you know, life lively. It makes you feel this passion inside and gets you ready for the week ahead of you. It makes you feel all this passion coming back and like, you know, tapping back into your inner child and saying, okay, yeah, like I love doing this and I'm going to completely do this every Sunday or 
my God, I'm so like, I don't like this, so I'm not going to do it, right? Just really making sure that you're doing something that you truly love to do and getting to know your authentic self and who you are. Exactly, Micah. Like that is exactly what I love about this work. That's so empowering. It really helps you kind of balance, you know, all the parts of yourself that can coexist. Like, you know, the parts of us that like we do come from community and like a tribe and like that village kind of core principle, like, you know, that we, you know, we survive in groups and being immigrants, like we had to, was part of our survival. And I think it's a still very beautiful part of our culture to like come together in group and like celebrate and support. And it's okay to also have your individual life and joys and experiences like you did, like you transformed your Sundays and you know, there's things that uh, we can do that can coexist both our worlds. I think a lot of women struggle to uh, being daughters of immigrants and thinking like one or the other, like it's either I have to put everybody first or I put, if I put myself first then I'm selfish and it's like, let's, let's actually kind of rethink this whole. And that's part of the work is like, let's reimagine how all of that can coexist and you can have it all. Like you can have your tribe, you can have your family, you can have your village, and you can also turn your phone off and like, go do you and enjoy, you know, and if the guilt's there, like work through that, like over time, it'll get quieter. And so it's such empowering work. And if anyone wants to work with you, Micah, and learn more about your services, where can people find you? So you can find me on Instagram at Adhana period creative. Um, I am currently working on Instagram to, you know, with my clients and stuff like that. And then spreading the word there. I'm in the process of building my website right now. And so that will be available within the next two weeks. Right now I am accepting just inquiries via DM on Instagram or an application in my bio on Instagram as well. And I'll link that in the show notes so folks can head over and follow you on Instagram and get over to your website. You're doing amazing work in the world. I really value and admire what you're doing. I think it's very much needed and resonates with me. And I think when you can bring your like whole self to your work and you're, you're intentional, I, I, I vibe with that. It's like people who have a lived experience, but also, you know, incorporate that into their work and to help others. It's, it's so empowering and uh, refreshing to see. So thank you for bringing your whole self to your work and making it so meaningful and impactful that way. And I always end with this question with every guest. What is one thing intuitively just coming to you that you would want to leave listeners with? What I want to leave listeners with is that you are the creator of your destiny, you're the creator of your reality, you're the decision maker of your life. So wherever you want to take your life, you can do so. If you put in the work and if you truly believe that you can, you can do it. I love that so much. Thank you, Micah, for your time. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you so much for having me. so fun it was we're gonna have to have you back because then we got to talk about boundaries and i want to hear what you think about boundaries that's a whole nother episode (laughs) 
Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I trust that you took away some gems, some highlights for yourself in this episode. And I want to invite you to dive deeper with me if you'd like to schedule a one-on-one personalized healing session where we can really dive deeper into what's coming up for you, what you're struggling with, if you're in a place of transition in your life, whether that's relationships, careers, if you're struggling with boundaries, and we can really unpack that together and create a breakthrough session for you. Go ahead and email me at hello at aditsi.com. That's hello at aditsi.com. It's also in the show notes. I also offer a virtual master course That's a therapeutic life healing master course that's virtual, self-paced at home, and it's guided with slides and videos of me really walking you through a three-week structured program that will help you learn about boundaries, understand fear in the brain and how it has shown up in your life. There's journal prompts and guided meditations. So go to aditsi.com and click on virtual master course to see the curriculum today. And you can enroll wherever you are in the world right away and start in the comfort of your own home today. If you found any value in today's episode, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. I'd love to hear from you and what you think. And I hope that you take care of yourself on your healing journey and take care of each other.